When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razaban here for IFL TV, <laughs> proudly sponsored by Everlast. With me, finally, after weeks and weeks of chasing, my <laughs> man, Joseph Parker. Joe, where have you been hiding? Where have I been hiding? Um... You know, I had that fight in New Zealand, which uh, was good. We got the win. And then um, I just uh, been uh, pretty busy with the family and just organizing um, this new camp that I'm involved with now. So I've been, you know, just keeping my head down and getting things sorted out. But now it's uh, everything's um, at a good flow. And now we can finally catch up. I will say, obviously, congratulations on the victory. Because uh, I know there was a bit of rivalry between yourselves and Junior Far for me, amateur days. The fight was scheduled, I think, in November, December last year. It got delayed, so it broke your camp up. But when you look back at the performance, um, where do you think you did well and you kind of didn't do well? Um, maybe just uh, going out and trying too much, or trying to get a good, trying to trying to get a good win in, in good fashion. And I think maybe if I, I overtried and things didn't flow as well as I thought it should have, and it wasn't the performance that I thought I should. I could put on. So even though it's good, good to get a win, but when I look back and sort of assess the fight, it wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't my best work, not even close. So it just shows that um, I still have a lot to work on and a lot to improve on. Do you feel like, I know you were out in the ring for a period of quite a long time. Do you feel like that didn't help either? Yeah. Um, listen, I have no excuses. I was out of the ring for over a year or, and, and Junior Fire has been out of the ring for a while too. So, um, you know, it is it's a lot better when you're active and keeping busy and having fight after fight after fight. But I had no excuse. He was out of the ring longer than I was. So, and I think he had health issues. I, I took care of my elbows, but we said we had no excuse. You know, we're both fit and ready on the night. What do you kind of make of his tactics? Almost like Klitschko-like where he kind of jab, jab, grab, jab, jab, grab. Was that kind of another factor that was putting you off because you couldn't get into rhythm and once you got into range, he grabbed you straight away. Yeah, it was a listen. He has a good team behind him, and and then, that was probably the game plan they put in place. You know, to try and deflect what I was, what I was trying to do, and what I was trying to achieve. You know, going in there throwing combinations, and every time I tried to throw something, he hold on. So, um, and he came back with punch of his own. Um, so it wasn't like the, it wasn't even close to being an exciting fight. But I'm just happy to walk away with the win. Was it good to obviously fight in front of your home fans uh, in New Zealand because it seemed very, very loud in there? Oh, uh, listen, it's there's no other, there's no other feeling like fighting in front of your home crowd when you know there's family, there's friends, there's supporters, and we were very fortunate and blessed to be able to do that because around around the world we haven't really seen much of that kind of stuff happening, you know, with crowds. So it's always great to fight in front of a home crowd. I'm not sure what the with this next fight I have, I'm not sure what the setup is, whether it's behind closed doors or, you know, it's, it's, uh, if it's similar to what I've already seen happening here in the UK. But whatever it is, you know, it's, um, I'm looking forward to the next one. 
obviously the big news coming out uh, after your fight, Joe, was obviously long term your well your long term relationship as a, a fighter trainer with with Kevin has has sadly come to an end. If you want to just elaborate on kind of why you thought it was the right time for you to kind of move on. Obviously, I know you you left on good terms as well. Yeah, we left on good terms, and we're, uh, Kevin's very supportive of you know we support each other and what we're going to want to do um, in the future. And we had a great relationship, with a great uh, ride in boxing. You know, eight like pretty much eight years, we, we achieved a lot, became world champion, travelled all around the world, fought big names, fought a lot in New Zealand. So, and and Kevin's not not just a trainer; he's more like a, it's like family. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. Um, but we both finished on good terms and we both agreed that, you know, it's, it's, it's good to try something else. And I, I don't want to be that fighter that looks back and go, oh, you know, what if I did this or what if I did that? What if I changed this? You know what I mean? So it was, uh, you know, we came off a good win, uh, getting the win with Junior Fire and then we, you know, parted ways. And now he's he's busy as well. He's busy in Vegas training other fighters. And then I thought to myself, um, you know, now it's time for me to see who can, you know, who can train me. Why do you feel like now was was the right time? Um, just uh, you know, after that performance, I know it's like I said, it's no one's fault, but I didn't really, I wasn't really excited to be. I don't know. I guess going back to Vegas, I wasn't excited. I didn't really have the excitement that you you know you should have for boxing. You know, and I thought you know, I wasn't really. Um, yeah, I just don't want to go back to Vegas. And I thought to myself I was going to be based in New Zealand. But then after talking to Tyson and getting his advice and suggestion on who I should train with, um, that, that sort of changed my approach a lot faster, uh, joining with Andy. Was, when you left, Kevin, did you, without speaking to Tyson, did you ever think that you were going to come to the UK? I know you love coming here. I know you fought Huey Fury, Anthony Joshua, Dillian White, uh, and you've seen how boxing is in the UK. Was that another factor in your mind thinking that boxing is like loved by the fans so much that you want to be just part of it permanently almost i i had no plans whatsoever um before i split with kevin um you know there were a lot of coaches uh, that reached out afterwards and and wanted to do some training but um i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy that i'm here in the uk because obviously this is where my next fight will be but the boxing here is massive and the fans and supporters get behind the fighters and also get behind me. I've made some good, you know, some great supporters here in, in the UK. So it's, uh, it's good to be based here. And, you know, I don't have to be traveling all around, you know, what the fights on the 1st of May, I'll be, I'll be here and I'll be ready. So you obviously chose Andy. How did those first kind of sessions go? Did you kind of gel straight away? Was there chemistry immediately? There was, yeah, we gelled straight away. I, I, I think it's, I'm quite easy to sort of gel with. But then again, Andy's a cool and calm customer. And then he's also very experienced in boxing of his own career. Trained with Emmanuel Stewart and a few other trainers. And he he's just relaxed and calm. But when it's time to train and in the gym, he, know, he, he knows exactly what we need to do. What about yourself, though? Have you noticed changes in your in your boxing? Has Andy taught you? New things that you didn't know before, almost. Andy was he was quite happy with what I already had, and he's. I think it's it's about um, just building on it, you know, building on what I already have, and not trying to change too much because we don't have a lot of time. 
before this next fight. You know, we weren't given 12 weeks or 15 weeks to get used to each other. It's, it's all about he's just tidying up a few things, showing me a few things. And I feel it has it has changed my style a bit, you know, and uh, we're seeing that every day in the ring with the pads. And we're seeing that when we when we um, do sparring, which we've just started. So we're, we're seeing a few things here and there. And hopefully with the next three or four weeks that we have before the fight, we can keep adjusting and changing and adding a few things. What about the climate, Joe? Like New Zealand's a very hot, warm place. You're in a desert in Las Vegas. You come to cold England. How does that <laughs> help or does it not help? Um, does your body just cope with the dramatic weather change? I think um, as a fighter, you just got to adjust and you just got to adapt to the, to the climate wherever you are. Whatever situation you're in, you just got to adjust and adapt. Everything's still the same in terms of you, you got a bed to sleep in, you got food to eat for, oh, for training. And you've got a gym that you're going to go to um, every day. So as a fighter, everything's still very much the same. The only thing is different country, different weather. But yeah, you can uh, just adjust and adapt, I guess. I've seen pictures on Instagram with yourself running with Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury, kind of the whole camp. But how much involved is Tyson in this camp? I.e., Is there any sparring with him or any strength and conditioning or weights or anything like that? Or is it just... Uh, he's just in the background doing his own thing and you're just working with Andy. Yeah, it's, uh, we, obviously we're here in Morecambe where Tyson's gym is and it was, a, it, was, it was a good decision because it's a lot better to get the sparring here in the UK um, and, we're, and seeing one of the houses that he organised for us, so we're very grateful. But the, the camp that we have, Andy's in control of the camp and Andy's, you know, he's he's figuring out which sparring partners we need. We always get advice from Tyson as he's as he lives also lives in the UK and he knows guys that'll be good for sparring. But it's when our when our um, schedule sort of matches in terms of going for a run at the same time and doing this at the same time, then we train together. But um, you know, we we are we're here doing our camp and we're very grateful to be here. It's, it's a good place to be training alongside the champ. So the, so the name that everybody knows is Derek Chisora. Uh, May 1st doesn't take place here in the UK. Obviously, this fight should have taken place about 18 months, two years ago, uh, due to the unfortunate situation. It got cancelled. I know you even did a kind of a gloves off as well in Vegas that Derek has mentioned. But do you believe this yeah. is kind of the, the, right, the right fight at the right time for you in your career right now? I think it's the right fight at the right time. Um, Derek's still a big name and he's you know he's been in the game for a long time very experienced he's come off a loss and some good wins recent times and uh, it wasn't really a bad win you know he didn't get knocked down his last fight he, he he gave a good account of himself pressure for a lot of punches and he didn't he never gave up so I think it's a good fight he's still got a lot to give um, Derek and he's still you know he always tends to pull one out of the bag but I don't think he can do it for this fight what do you make of his performance with Usyk? <clears throat> I thought he put up a good performance. I thought he, you know, he, again, pressure for a lot of punches, combinations, never gave up. He got tagged a few times, but he just, he never gave up. He always fought, he fought until the, the very end. He's constantly tweeting. He's con constantly putting these pictures of chickens out, making these posters. I know he FaceTimed you like 2 a.m. New Zealand time, but you eventually got him back on FaceTime. But, is that him just trying to put you off a bit? Is that Derek being Derek? I think it's just Derek being Derek. He's probably trying to put me off and he's probably trying to play these games. Um, but 
as long as I know what I do, which is focus on training, getting in shape, sparring, you know, getting fit, staying strong, I don't really care what he does outside of the ring. But when he went in the ring, that's a different story. Does it help that obviously Tyson has fought him twice before? So he can give you a great insight into kind of the way Derek is when, when you're in the ring. Yeah, he's, you know, it's, it's good to, he's fought him twice and beat him twice. So it's good to get, to pick his brains. But I know that them two, they're, they're good friends as well. So it's just about, um, you know, he, he, he gives his advice when he can and he gives advice when he sees things that he thinks we should be doing. You know, he always gives his advice when he can. But um, ultimately, you know, it's, uh, it's great just to be here with Andy. You know, I, we're all getting our work done and then um, just getting advice and working along a team that's very positive and good energy. Joe, have you got one eye on the WBO situation? We know Usyk Joyce is kind of supposed to be called as a for the interim title, but obviously they're holding out and waiting for where the Fury Joshua takes place because if that fight doesn't take place in the summer, we know the WBO could potentially strip anti-Joshua. I know they don't want to be stripped, but if they want to have that fight, it has to happen in the summer, according to the WBO. So have you got one eye on that situation, on on what happens there, and, and then make your next move? Um, yeah, like I think you, you're quite, as a heavyweight, you're, very, you're aware of what's happening around you. You know, the, the bouts being held up, the fights that are being made, what's being talked about. So you're always going to have um, your eye on everything that's happening. You know, all the fighters, the situation, the bouts, everything. But I guess uh, with the bouts being held up and, you know, those with the top the top guys at the moment, I just got to focus on Derek in front of me and then after that, you know, getting involved with some more uh, better and bigger fights. Has you spoken to us all about the AJ fight? We know he really, really wants to fight. We know Anti Joshua wants to fight, but... There's obviously other things that need to be sorted out yet, but has he has he mentioned anything about the fight? Is it going to happen? As he said, if it doesn't happen, then he won't wait till the end of the end of the year to fight again. He wants to fight now. Has he mentioned anything? Ah, the only thing he said is that he's still he's still waiting for them to make the fight happen. So, and I'm just like, okay, you know, hopefully you guys can make it happen. It'll be a great fight, and it's a fight that everyone wants to see. So, like everyone else, I'm just here going. Hopefully, it gets done. Get on the undercard. Yeah, listen, I have to beat Derek Chris, and then I can have many options. Joe, I know you were in the UK last week. Obviously, Dylan White um, obviously avenged his loss to Alexander Povetkin with a devastating uh, stoppage win. Um, what did you make of, of Dylan's performance? I thought Dylan came out uh, strong and fired from the start, and he, it's good to get the, the revenge you know, from the loss that he got um, with Povetkin. And he put on a good performance and he was very busy and then he got him, got him out of there in style. So I think it was a great win for him. Is that a fight that you still want? Still want it. No point though if I don't get past the next guy. But this, oh, this is a fight that, you know, I, just, I would love to fight him again. Hopefully get past Derek and then I can, you know, if he doesn't have a fight, line up, line up something again. Joe, what is kind of your plan? Let's, have, let's see, let's say you get past Derek. Do you go away for a couple of weeks, see the family, see the kids, come back to the UK and start working before you get a fight announced so you can spend more time with Andy. You're not getting any younger in, in the nicest way possible, even though you look young, right? But um, what is uh-huh. the strategy and the plan? What's the, um, you know, everything sort of relies on the, the fight may want. Get the win and then um, stay on for a bit to see if we can line up another fight or lock in another one, you know, as soon as possible. 
and then uh, figure out whether I should fly home or just stay here and, you know, uh, carry on training. I mean, it's the, the hardest part about flying is the jet lag. So if I can lock something else in, I'll just go back to Ireland and start training, you know, with uh, Andy. Bring the bring the family across there permanently. Bring the family here, have some fun, you know, long holiday. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to get your thoughts uh, on um, Everlast. Um, obviously, have been in, involved in boxing as far as I can remember. I remember Muhammad Ali used to wear Everlast gloves. Um, they've recently made a pledge to sign up to 52 fighters um, this year. They already have the likes of Conor Ben, Joshua Boaxi, um, signed recently Natasha Jonas. Sandy Ryan, Chantel Cameron, a few fighters that they've already signed. Uh, but how big and powerful is this for boxing that a, a an organization like Everlast are coming on board saying, we are going to help 52 fighters. We will help them and, and grow them as well. Very in- it's, it's incredible. Incredible to have a brand like Everlast come into boxing and actually um, and do that for 52 fighters. That's 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 huge, right? Um, Everlast has been part of the game for a long time, and for them to to um, start backing fighters, you know, what are they going to do? Sign up fighters and back them and help them. That is that is awesome. You know, we, I think we should have more brands doing that because there's a, you know, there's a lot of great fighters out there. We just need to give them the, you know, the option and the, you know, just give them the the chance to make it on a big stage. And I guess with Everlast, I think they're going to be very helpful. Joel, end on this. May first is, is not far away now. Uh, three, three and a half weeks away. Uh, what happens on the night? And you've got a message for Del Boy, Derek Chisora. What happens on the night? I back myself to win all the time. I'm not sure how I'm going to win, but if I go out there and have fun, let my hands go, do the job, you know, it's finish off with a good victory, and then just relax a bit and uh, enjoy. Del Boy, I'll see you soon. I know you've been talking a whole lot of crap. And we're going to see who the chicken is. <laughs> IFL TV, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.